an obsession for perfection in life in general, in all things and all variables. That hunger to, to get it done and to get it done better day in and day out is so essential to being a great machinist. I would always try something new. So every time I hand it apart to somebody like, well, is this good? Is this, you know, whatever. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. If you're not solving a legitimate problem, then why do people care? So we're talking about how to become a great machinist. Hmm. A oh, great yeah. machinist. Oh, man. Great. Jesse's been trying to figure that out for years. Yeah. Y'all let me know. <laughs> Pen and paper available. <laughs> so good. So good. I, th I think I think attitude is everything. You know? 100%. 100%. Attitude is everything. You know, you got you to love it. You got to want to, like, go after it and, and just have an obsession for perfection oh, just for um, learning everything that's right you know? nostalgia perfect oh, <laughs> obsession yeah. for perfection know, man yeah, bringing it back yeah you know i used to just like i would just look at things and and i just would want to know what they were and i wasn't even a programmer but then when i got on the machine i saw all the g-code and i just wanted to know what it was and and people like five years, 10 years, they didn't know what G code was. They couldn't, they could read simple things like M8 and M3 and stuff like that, but they couldn't really like, you couldn't tell them to go like do circles and do different things, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I would just be like, hey, I go to the programmer, I say, hey, can you print me out this program that's on my machine? I'm sitting there running parts so I can just study it. And then I would just look them up. I just, I'd have, I'd have the paper and I'd be like, oh, M8 turns on coolant hey, mm -hmm. g3 you know what i mean I, and i just would start like marking it up and anything i didn't know i would just circle it and then and then i would just study it study it study it and like it was super quick and i just started like knowing everything that was in our programs and it's not a lot there's not a lot of g code and stuff but having that mind to say hey i want to learn this right. you know and you literally can go through the entire shop go through all the different machines and you can have an attitude to say, hey, I want to actually learn about this. And it's not that hard, mm, right? Yeah, not at all. Yeah. And we run into so many people every day that have such a negative attitude where it's just like, no, I don't even want to know how to do that. I yeah. already know how to hit cycle start. That's good enough. Yeah. And it's like, that's never going to get you anywhere. <laughs> Having a positive attitude is what gets you into the door at great companies. It's what gets you the opportunities at the job that you're currently at. It's so important and like, everything else takes a backseat to that in my yeah. opinion yeah well it's, yeah, a, it's like you said i mean that that's the first it's the first thing you show up with is it's what people see right and it's funny like you said like it and unfortunately it's not common and so having that attitude it does it's the immediate thing that's going to set you apart from so much of the pack yep yeah i mean we've talked about it before like when we can't stand it when somebody comes up and says i've got 30 years experience you can't tell me anything and that's that's terrible and that but that's one thing but if you've got that attitude when you've in one year two years into this like it's so much worse and i even worked with a guy that was like 24 years old and literally like everything we were about to do he's like uh you, that's probably not going to work oh that's not going to work oh that's not going to work and i'm like dude <laughs> in all your four years of experience you know you just can you can uh, call it you know that's not going to work know that? Like, <laughs> you might yeah. want to just watch a little bit and and let's figure it out first and then you know or yeah, run it and cool. see i love know. the one day one day we were talking and we were talking about something similar and and you you were saying i think if you look at any one of my programs that i've ever made in my entire life they could be improved oh absolutely and, yeah. and i love that attitude you know and and people they do they say that hey 
you know, I got 30 years of experience and it's, it's like, you want to <laughs> go back and like dissect that 30, right. 30 years. Who did you work for? Where, where were they on, on the levels of right. this trade? What machines were you on? What type of parts? What type of complexity? What type of tolerances? What type of material? What, you know what I mean? What were the problems that you had to solve? You know, everybody is different and the problems that everyone is faced with is different. And the ones that have the intellect to solve the craziest problems are the ones that are gonna rise. And somebody might have a great intellect, but they just didn't have the opportunity to work on great machines. Right. Yeah. Or maybe maybe they, they did and it was like, a, Maybe it was in a great machine. It was a medium machine, but it made it. They made it do great things mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they understood the variables and different things and stuff. So, and maybe they spent I love that thirty years making washers. Yeah, on exactly. Two axis exactly. lathe. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we had people like that, right? That worked that on the resume that said that they worked at some massive companies that was very impressive, but come to find out well they really just stood in front of the machine and made sure the inserts didn't break mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. you know anything any process any critical thinking was somebody else so yeah. at that point i don't care if you've done it for 50 years it doesn't matter yeah i, I would look at like when i when i was coming up i was just hungry i was hungry and i and i looked at it i was like you know you can make this much money being an operator you can make this much money being a setup person you can make this much money programming and this much if you can do it all and then you can actually like train other people and solve problems and do all that and stuff so i was i just was like i'm going yeah. you know what Set i mean your sights on the sky and, mm -hmm. and I, sometimes like i go to like shops like i started a shop and uh like i went to like this this company armstrong uh anybody in northern california they probably know them and i walked in there and they had all these machines and the machines were like beautiful like just machine stack 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 horizontals and all that and and they put me on this machine right here and then i went over there and it was my first day and i'm like literally looking and there's guys at the machines and they're just standing there looking at me and i'm like what's up man how you doing you know like and i started meeting everybody and i noticed like they just got runtime they got one part in the machine like one vice they could have like four vices but they got one you know, and like they got like cycle time, yet it's one person per one machine. And I'm like, you know, talking to them and, and they're like, oh, do you program? I'm like, yeah, I program. Do you program? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're like, no, no, nobody ever taught me. I'm like, how long you been working there? 10 years. Crazy. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm just like, how can you be there and have all that time and not want to digest that thing and, and do it. And once you understand the code and once you understand what it's doing, then a CAM you know, system, it's just a shortcut. Once you understand the fundamentals of everything that's going on, then it's just like, hey, here's an easy way to make that happen so you don't have to hand code it. And it's mm -hmm. like, don't be scared of it, run towards it, you know? Well, yeah. you, you had said something earlier about being hungry, and I think that's so important. If you want to be a great machinist, I think you got to have passion for the trade. And maybe maybe people disagree, but if you, if you don't love the trade, if you don't love what you're doing, if you don't have a passion for it, if you're not looking like Jesse did and looking at that program and saying, this can be better, how can it be better? How can I change my tool? How can I change my tool path? How can I make a setup... Uh, setup sheet so it takes me two hours to set up this machine not four if you don't have that hunger then i don't know i don't think you'll ever be a great
great machinist. So yeah. having that passion and just like you said, that hunger to, to get it done and to get it done better day in and day out is yeah. so essential to being a great machinist. We used to always say obsession for perfection. Yes, we did. And, 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 and we did it a lot of times where did, did it in inspection. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because sure. we're looking at surface finishes and, we, and we're doing greater than, you know, what the call out was. And we're just making it jewelry, making it like just so it's like jewelry. And um, but an obsession for perfection in life in general, in all things and all variables is just in a great attitude to have, you know, 100%. because you're what you're talking about, like, oh, this could be better. It's like, absolutely. Oh, any of my programs could be better. Absolutely. So like, where's the waste, uh, wasted motion? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How can we cut this and how can we cut that? And what is, what is the, what is the tool? What's it made out of? Like what service foot and chip load? What if we went to a carbide? What if we went to a coated carbide? What if we went to, uh-huh. you know, oh, we're doing, you have three tools going into this one hole doing different diameters. What if we actually did a special on the grinder and actually had all three diameters and just sent one tool in at one time? Like there's so many different things that we could do. So having an obsession for perfection is not just quality. It's just like looking at life and how you treat people and how you machine parts and how you run a floor and how you run a business and man, it's just perfect. Right. Well, yeah. and, and it keeps you driving. I mean, obsession for perfection is such a great That philosophy. should be a shirt. How come we don't have a Dude, shirt that should, says that? that. Should, that should 100% just like, just like be a black yeah. is simple. You know what I mean? And you can just like have like the eagle Dave. and in the back just have obsession for perfection. I love that. I, think I don't that know. I'm going to have to work on my body a little bit before I can Boom. wear a shirt like that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we got the gym over there, brother. Let's get now, at it, man. Somebody look at me in that shirt and be like, really, bro? Are, are you obsessed with perfection? <laughs> you know I mean? but, but it's such a great philosophy because you can't ever really be perfect. And I think we know that, right? But you can chase it. You can chase yep. it to the day yep. you die. That's and you it. can incrementally get closer That's without it. ever obtaining it keep you going all the time and that has a lot to do too with experience you know the more things that you see being done the more things that you can incorporate into your day-to-day processes and your Mm -hmm. programs so you know there's so many different avenues we have youtube now which we didn't have back when some of us were learning but uh now we can just you know search for a specific thing find it right away learn Mm -hmm. what other people are doing titans of cnc oh Oh, yeah yeah. i've heard of those it's funny you say that because i still have in my toolbox i have that old like three ring binder with all these inserts on like ink and l 625 and how to cut it gave me starting surface uh or sfms and whatnot so i still have a lot of those documents i mean that's the whole reason why i spent so much time at precision machine the first shop i worked at for so and i i wasn't there very long and i'd gotten a job offer from a massive company and so i had a decision to make because like they're obviously offering me a lot more money it's a lot cushier job better benefits and all this stuff but i realized that what type of job it was which was all assembly line type stuff is like you know what in 30 years i'm going to be doing the same exact job and i'm going to know this same exact thing that i did on day one or i could stay here and yeah, I'm going to make less money right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to learn. I've got the opportunity to learn lays, mills, water jet, lasers, mill turns. Everything was under that one roof. And we were a job shop, so we did everything, every type of material come in the door. There was just a lot more learning opportunity there. And I was like, I know that one day it's going to pay off, but I would much rather be here learning all this stuff and and they it's kind of like they didn't pigeonhole you into one machine like oh mm-hmm. no you're a lathe guy oh you're a mill guy it was like 
oh you want to learn the mills or you want to do that there's the material there's the print go do it yeah. you know and it's like that gives me so great. much more of an more knowledge and and understanding of this trade by doing that yeah it's that, it's that complexity of work right you really kind of need that it's it's hard and like i know there will probably be somebody out there that would disagree but without having some sort of job shop experience i think you're just kind of you're missing something vital yeah. to being a great I, machinist i think that a lot of you know there's a lot of people watching and and they haven't worked in a machine shop or they've worked in a production facility and they don't really understand the difference says but yeah you have companies that have their own products that have you know maybe that product would have like you know that assembly of what they're making might have a hundred different parts and then those hundred different parts get scheduled throughout the shop and they make the same hundred parts over and over and over because that's their product and that's that's a production mm -hmm. facility yep. but when you look at a job shop it's like a gun for hire right it's, yeah. it's like a shop for hire it's all these engineers and companies that make a product that, that say, hey, we need these exact parts per this print or solid model, and we're gonna actually give it to you, you quote on it. If you win the bid, we're gonna actually give you a PO for it, and then you have, you know, eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever, day. <laughs> two days, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what right. I mean? Exactly. To actually make this part and stuff. And when you, when you work at a job shop that makes such a variety of different parts and materials to different tolerances and the, all the setups are completely different and that's when that's as you guys are saying just to explain a little bit to people out there it's like because you're doing so many different things you just learn way more than working at a specific shop that runs the same parts over and over mm -hmm. forever for sure and and when you work at a job shop i mean for me, I walked into Zenola Manufacturing in Sunnyvale, and every, a lot of people know the story, but it was like, you know, seven, eight guys, and they had same thing about seven, eight machines, and because I, I was one of a small number of people, and I had a good attitude, and I was likable, and I was like begging for it, I got on the machine super quick, and just ran with it, and then I got to run so many different parts, and that... Like what happened in my first year? Like I was the I was the foreman of that shop within a year, but it could have never happened if I hadn't from day one gotten all these opportunities to put in that extra work and go work and solve the problems and learn the trade and do all these different things, you know. So super important job shop like experience, as Jesse said. I, I, I you can't be it. Uh, so I don't weird. think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the I fundamentals become so much more important. Yeah. There, mm -hmm. you know if you walked into a production shop and it's like when well, you ain't got to worry about any of the other stuff because we do this here yep. in this mm -hmm. one little section so we'll learn doing this. it forever yep. Yep. yeah yep. but in a job shop that's where you've got to learn the fundamentals because yep. you've got to translate that over a wide variety yep. of things for sure i mean the same sfm on the same material can have to be entirely different based on the stick out of the part or your hold right. there is you really do I and mean, it's such a great point you know you have to be able to really know how to apply those fundamentals in so many different scenarios and understand all the variables that are involved you know yeah. we talked before about how important understanding gdnt is to a programmer because Absolutely. it'll totally redefine the way that you're going to process a part based on the datum structure and things so yeah. you know in the in addition to the fundamentals in addition to experience you have to understand everything about the part you're making and be able to look at a drawing and say I know exactly how I'm going to process mm -hmm. this part because this is how this part has to be processed. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, used, I may have mentioned this before because I think I was, I was talking to Titan about, about this. But like what I used to do with your videos back in the day is, 
is I, I do this everywhere I go is if somebody was making a part or if I see a part on the internet or whatever, before I watch the video, I like pause it and I'll just like think, okay, if this is the part that I had to do, how would I do it? Yeah. You know, th get the process in my mind and then I watch the video or I see how somebody else in the shop is and, doing it. And if you thought and right, it was exactly how you did it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like if they did it differently, I'd be like, okay, well, why do they do it differently? Mm -hmm. and, it, and it puts you in a different mindset because you get that tunnel vision, but it opens your mind up to see things in a different way. Yeah. And, and you might not, oh, well, I completely didn't think of that, you know, or and how many like times that. has that happened to us where so you go times. down this rabbit hole and it's like this is how i'm going to do it and then right. somebody else is like how come you didn't just do this and it's right. like holy cow well that's why it's so important to be willing to learn and be humble because there are so many ways as i say many ways to skin a cat right there's so many ways to approach a part sometimes you know mm -hmm. and, and tackle that so being especially open to, to other people's parts oh yeah exactly especially. you know yeah. so. i think that um like not even not even to plug the academy but when people actually you go in there, the and, <laughs> dude, if you look, if you really look at it, if you really look at it, like we have a fundamental series that basically, you know, put the program in the machine, stone the table, put the vice on, indicate the vice, how to, how to like put pressure, you know, on the bolts and stuff to like get it all locked in, you know, tap it in and then indicate it perfectly place it you know what i mean putting in parallels putting in all of it like the entire stack up of like setup is explained in simple little videos and then you can go through the setup sheet but even watching the videos mm -hmm. that's why like that's why from the very beginning we start with cad and we start going through an actual print and saying looking at gdnt mm -hmm. and tolerancing and saying hey you know, later on we're gonna, our zero is gonna be in the upper left per our setup sheet. So we're gonna just draw this and we're just gonna stick with that upper left. We're gonna move to the right, move down, boom, lock it in. And then you just start making all your, your different, you know, everything mm -hmm. to make the part. And through the entire process, you keep referring back to the print. You keep referring back to, you know, the tolerance and, and you know, how big it is and stuff like that, four inches, two inches, this and this. And and you just know the part so intimate that the more you do that, the better you get. So anybody mm -hmm. who wants to learn how to be a, a programmer or just a machinist or learn GDNT, going through like all the building blocks, it's putting that time, going through all the building blocks, then going to the fixture series, going through the rocket, going into aerospace, just the talks that we had on the aerospace yeah. parts, you know, and the true positioning and all that, just, just bringing all that in. I mean, you can learn so much from it. Oh, so be a sponge. Even if it's not exact your situation, like, yeah. well, that's not the machine that I run, so I'm not going to watch it. But it's yeah. like you just said, stoning the table, this and that, yeah. like Pro process uh, is process. Yeah, like uh, torquing the vice. Like, there's little nuggets all throughout there that you're going to be learning and that mm. will apply to everything mm -hmm. that you do. That and really there's a, a lot of our videos and, uh, you know, I always tell the editors and stuff, make sure you leave in the gold, you know, and, and I want to make sure like if we put a video out, you know, whether it's just like aggressive machining or full part tutorials, I want somebody to get something from it, yep. you know, yeah. I was looking at um, the ball in a box video, super good. And then, um, but what do you, what do you do to make a ball in a box? What did you do? 
you made a perfect cube first. Mm-hmm. Yep. You went through the fundamentals of making a perfect cube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fun project that taught a and, very, very important and now yeah, absolutely. Now there's a ton of people that have made ball in the boxes. Mm-hmm. They're all over. Yeah. And I think every person that I saw do that project posted like wow this was a lot harder yeah. than i thought and most of them had to do it twice because it's like wow the first one came up so tore up because i didn't really understand the importance of tolerance stack yeah. up and things like that but even a project like that you can learn so much from even late in your career i mean how many machinists have you met that can't properly square a block yeah, yeah i've sure. met a ton of them well that's what that teaches you right to make a ball in a box and not a egg and a trapezoid yeah, yeah, yeah. which is what jesse always <laughs> said <I made. laughs> that's cool you know we we talked about the importance of working at at some point in your career at a job shop and it's super important because you're doing such a variety of different things i think another another thing with being in a job shop is that you're around a variety of people oh yeah with different experiences you know and attitudes yeah. and personality oh, yeah. attitude for sure. yeah. some yeah. for better some for worse yeah right. for sure and that's right you know I, I always said we did we did we did a video and i was talking about being being an owner of a company and being successful and actually getting customers and i said one of the one of the things nobody ever thinks about they think about skill and money skill and money and i'm like you know what one of the most important uh things that you have to have attributes is be likable you know what I mean? Because you have to go out there and hustle work and people have to say, hey, I actually want to, you know, take a chance on this person and give them work and spend time giving them quotes and deal with them on a daily basis. And like there's a relationship in this. And it's like, you know, you need to have a great ad- attitude. You got to be likable. And in the same place, if you work at a job shop and you're around a bunch of like just stellar individuals that know an amazing amount, it's important for you to have the right attitude be likable and and ask for it people love like if you see a young guy come up and he's just like hey can you teach me something i know like you guys have spent so much time you know what i mean like it's like you want to help that person if they're hungry and they have passion and they they're going to put the time in and they're asking you for help you're going to totally want to help them absolutely some there's a lot of people that i've run into in my career where they act like you know if if you come and ask them a question that they shouldn't answer it because you should have to go through yeah. the learning process the same way they did. Yeah. And it's like, no, if somebody comes to me, I will never turn them away if they have a question. Mm-hmm. I will do my absolute best to make sure they understand my answer. And a lot of the people that I've worked with in the past have become, you know, stellar machinists just because they did have that right attitude. They asked the right questions. They had an open mind and, you know, they just worked well with everybody. They were likable. I mean, if you're not likable, then you're not going to get any opportunities because your boss is going to be sitting there saying, Oh, this guy's a pain. I don't want to have to deal with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that that's going to lead to more opportunities as well, because if you're hungry, if you, if you've shown the initiative that you want to learn and, and you want more, then your boss is going to be like, anytime something comes up, he's going to like, give it to him. Yeah. He's, yeah, wanting, one, he's wanting it. One thing Titan said that I really liked is run towards problems. Like, don't run away from them. Don't be the guy yeah. who says, no, no, that's too hard. I don't want anything to do with that. Run to the problems. Or it's beneath you, right? Be willing to do what's ever asked of you. You oh, had yeah. said something, Barry, about being a yes man, and sometimes that can be taken as a negative, but but in the right context, right? Be willing to do any job that needs to be done, yeah. yep. you know? And so. Well, I know a couple companies that that's shops, that that's how they've built their shop, is yeah. they do the things that nobody else For wants sure. to yeah. do. For sure, 100%. I know a few of those too, yep. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that there's a lot of young people that 
and and, and you, you probably like people like tell young people oh you can be whatever you want you know what i mean and you can do you can do this and do that and and, and stuff but at the same time if you're not solving a legitimate problem then why do people care you know yeah. what i mean like if you're going to be an industry and, and I'm a customer, if you can't solve my problems, what is my problems? I need an amazing part on time. Cheap. And, and I need it I need it at a, a cost that I can afford, you know, that, that is beating everybody else. And and then then we have a relationship and then I'm gonna like we're gonna do it. But if you can't meet those the criteria, then then it's not gonna happen, you know? Yep. So it's like people that solve problems do good in life. Period. And as you guys can see, I mean, you guys, I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but I take very good care of my guys, but every one of my guys, they solve my problems. They, they solve big problems. They, I mean, you guys are amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I try to solve more problems than I cause. Yeah. Some, sometimes it's, you know, it's a good policy. <laughs> but, but the drama, the drama is good on video. So we'll, we'll show the, we'll show the, the problem so, that you caused. Problem you know what I mean? But like you just going and solving everybody's problems. Like it's kind of boring. So you know, <laughs> yeah. we don't talk about it, but right, could we just show my problems? I caused one time and then move on. <laughs> Barry they, keeps they everybody live in reruns, you know? <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, the internet is forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I know. We were talking about talking obsession for perfection. Obsession for perfection. When I look at when I look at a part and I'm running it, and I'm like, okay, I've made a million parts. Like it's the most boring thing to me. What like I love is like you're like and then all of a sudden you make some changes like you know what I mean and just like and he, see you got excited you know and, and you're like oh you know but then you're looking at the time looking at the time and you're looking at the time decrease 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 and stuff and it's like oh you know surface finish this and whatever whatever I rough and then I just come back and kiss it and this and that and you know, all different types of materials and I love that game right there mm-hmm. I love the yeah. process of taking something that everyone thinks is impossible that it, it's going to run at this time and you take it somewhere that nobody thinks it can go yep that is one thing that i did like about working in some production shops is that since you knew you were going to be making that same part over yeah. and over you could put the time in to make certain that For there sure. wasn't a spare second you could take out of it yeah and, you know you can't always do that in the job shop when you're making one part sometimes yeah. you just got to get it done right yep. yeah I can but see that. but as you learn and as you start taking these materials and you take these cuts and you start truly tracking them and writing them down and understanding the standards and making them your standards then when you are in a job shop and you take on a part you immediately look at the work holding look at the variables look at the coolant look at the tooling and actually make the aggressive cuts from the beginning and you automatically are just way more efficient you know and and what is what does that do in a company it makes the company money Oh yeah, and and so many people they they just don't put the time in to do it. They yeah. just don't put the time, mm-hmm. and the, and then there's no consistency, you know. So I think, you know, to be a great machinist, I think that you have to like look at yourself and say, you know what, you know, you can, I don't think you can look at yourself as a great machinist and, and be like, you know what, I don't make the company money. Like making the company money is is incredibly important. You know, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, absolutely. If if you're if you're a race car driver, 
you better win some races. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you, yeah. you'll never call yourself great. If there's yeah. always like six people in front of you, you know what I mean? Then you're mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think a great machinist is ever complacent. Right. I mean, I think they're, they're they're always, they're always looking here or looking there or finding some way that they can do something a little bit better. I mean, I think that's just, it just comes with being a great machinist. I remember at some point I I had a laugh at myself at general atomics because I was programming something and I always do things differently, you know, and it's to that same point. It's like, Every time I would do something I, on my next part, I'm like, oh, that kind of worked or like this. I want to try this. And like I would always try something new. So every time I handed a part to somebody I'd be like, well, is this good? Is this, you know, whatever. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. And at some point I was like, I just laughed at myself. I was like, when am I finally going to say I know what I'm doing? And I, <laughs> I know And when I send something, I'm like, yes, it's going to work. <laughs> because i never know because i'm always trying to do something different to make it more efficient to make it better and yeah and it it comes to the vision of this whole company is to serve our industry and and uh it's just the the it's such a blessing on me that i get to surround myself with such amazing talent and each one of you guys are out there teaching and teaching and teaching and 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 for people to like grow in this industry it's it's funny to say because there's a lot of bad things about social media but because it connects machinists and machine shops and you know owners and and customers all around the world and puts them in like community it's the greatest thing and again a shout out to titans of cnc but we do complex things you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and and the more that you watch these videos the more that you digest them and and you really think about it like somebody somebody can look at this octopus and maybe we can get a camera and like come in like a little bit close over here but somebody that looks at this octopus they they can look at it and they can be like oh it was an awesome octopus he machined this octopus out of titanium but but as you come down and then you start looking at the chuck that was used then you look at the vera s system that was used that the chuck actually goes into you know and then you look at how the clearance that you have over here where the head comes down and, and the room that you have and, and the, how the chuck allowed that automatically you're learning about the the shunk chuck you're learning about the vero s you're learning about you know the ways that we actually went about machining something where you have like uh you got something like this just hanging out in free air but we didn't just machine it in the free air. there were steps that you take to actually take it there, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But every single major project that we have, the grill, yeah. I mean, how, you, you you do this grill for SEMA and it's it's a monster. And this thing's getting like three piece together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks to Jesse. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but, you, but you look at the pieces and it's like, everyone's attitude is like, I'm just gonna put a whole bunch of vices down and yet, the way that you fixed it and, and like put those holes in and, and did it on the second side and made it so perfect and made it so easy. It just, it worked. Is, it yep. worked. Mm-hmm. And as a machinist, machinists have great minds. So it's like, they just need to see something. They yeah, just need one to see time. it. When I, when I came up, I, I was just like, I, I, people would always like be, oh, it's Inconel, it's impossible. <laughs> me, me too. And mm-hmm. I wanted it. <laughs> like I, I wanted it except a small little piece was like <laughs> super expensive you know and i couldn't get it but as soon as i had my own shop 
I was like, I was dying to get into that kind of stuff, you know? But it's like, at that time, there just wasn't a lot of information and nobody, yeah. nobody really had the experience, you know, that I was around and stuff. And I would just go on the internet and, and try to figure it out. And we did and stuff. But today, you can look at our videos yeah. and if you're cutting yeah. Inconel, look at the tool, look at the surface foot, look at the, the depth of cut, the chip load, and just, just analyze how are they holding it? What are they like? How long is there's a lot of videos that we have that we, we talk about timing, cut, and how many drilled holes we drilled in whatever material. Bank all that information and like that's a huge amount of knowledge. We have what, eighteen, sixteen hundred videos on yeah. YouTube Enough. alone. Well, <laughs> and then look at all the and members comedy. we have on the Facebook group. You can go to Discord. I mean, if you're willing to learn, there's so yeah. much availability, I mean, of what we put together for you to go out there and find yeah. the answer to take yeah. your game to, to another level, I guess, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. And back in the day when we were trying to figure all this out, when there wasn't this huge availability of information, I remember a lot of it was trial and error. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember one funny thing I did before was, you know, I figured it works with, you know, dynamic milling works with end mills so it should work with thread mills too i mean it's just a carbide cutting tool <laughs> so i decided to take my step over step over on my thread mill to like five thou and try to whip around at 100 inches a minute and the thread mill disagreed with my <laughs> 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 those are lessons you remember though that's right yeah. that's yeah. right yeah yeah super good man boom well, that's part about you know the videos and stuff like that is like and being a great machinist, like you said earlier, it's about knowing the variables and learning all of the variables because there's so many. Well, the same goes with watching a video. And like to Titan's point, there's a lot more happening than just at the tip of the tool. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's happening here, but what's allowing that to happen or happen well? And that's the fixture. That's the clearances. That's the machine, the torque, the horsepower. Like literally there's a thousand things that's to be seen and understand than just what's happening right at the tool. Oh, for sure. I've, s I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it, that being a machinist, I think, is the toughest trade you could possibly be in because of the variables, because of the the, yep. the massive amount of things that are going on in a given part. In and it's funny because in the beginning of your career, you, you might look at all those variables and say, I'm not smart enough for this. This is too much for me to learn. But every single little video you watch, every single little fixture you look at somebody else working on, every part you see, you learn all these things over time, and then you mm -hmm. end up with this yeah. huge mass of knowledge yeah. and experience. You know, I'm seeing more and more. I've seen it for years. But these guys in the comments, and they're like, I'm not even from your industry. I work at a bank or I work at doing this. And it's like, I just been watching your videos and I love machining and now I'm buying a sile, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, just super cool, man, mm -hmm. you know? Because like, you can say like, oh, you know, it's over my head, I don't understand it. But if you just absorb it and absorb it, you just, it becomes you. Mm -hmm. yep. And And the more you see process, the more you see parts being made, the more that you see it, like all of a sudden you just get it thing. You look at the building blocks and, and it is so, it is so brilliant, you know, not just because it's ours and it was, it was our idea to say, Hey, this is how we're going to do it. But because like from the very first part, it's process. They think they're making this little part and then, but it's a face mill. It's an end mill. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a chamfer. It's a drill and a tap. And you're going from big, to to you know the next to the next to the next take face off the top cut around the outside cut away all the stuff come in and finish it deburr everything make it all nice put the chamfers in for the drill then drill and then like tap it 
and then it's like from the very next the next one guess what first tool face mill second tool end mill mm -hmm. chamfer but now we go to like a 228 drill for a quarter 20 a roll tap and then so it changes in taps and then it goes to a round part then it goes to and and that that is the brilliance in it is that it's the same size material you go from one part to one, the next part super quick and the people learning they all of a sudden they just learn the process and by part four they're not even listening to you because they know how to do an adaptive or opti rough and and they're just like boom 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 and they're just looking for what's new oh they added your key cutter they added this they added that yep. so mm -hmm. even if you're an operator just learning how to program and learning how to actually you know make a part and going through the series it'll just teach you so much and make you understand mm -hmm. your whole job will be better. You know? And I, I like to, the, the academy doesn't allow you to just be a mindless robot. Like you have to apply yeah. what you learned on the first part to be able to do the second one. Absolutely. It's not just following along word yeah. for word with mm -hmm. somebody and you're done. You didn't learn anything. Yeah. It forces you to go yeah. back if you didn't get it. When we're yeah. doing that, we're doing the first like point taken is like you're 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 explaining stuff and that's what that's like different too is because you're like hey we're doing the titan one it's like okay we just designed this and then we we came off the, the upper left and that's that's me i've just i've always been like every single guy who sets up for me they're used to me they just know i go upper left and and unless i have three stars next to it and it says upper right you know what i mean but i'm always going back and that's just from so many years of using like you know where the dead jaws in the back you yeah. know before getting into the double vices and stuff but it's like that kind of mentality kind of transferred into the building blocks and then from the very first one whether you're looking at the ones that i taught or nicole who learned from me you know how she taught it or it's like everything's like okay now we're gonna we're gonna put it in we're gonna go upper left and that's because we're in a standard vice where the dead jaws in the back boom boom we're gonna go you know zero in here boom i mean move in off of zero blah 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 and then you just explain the why behind everything so as you mentioned you get to the second part i'm not explaining that it's because of a vice and a debt i'm explaining something else you know what i mean and through each video you just get something else and something else and then and then you just know the whys behind everything not just how to program a part but why would you program it a certain way? People say, oh, you got all these like, you know, keyboard warrior, you know, guys that work for these cam companies that have never actually, you know, machined a part in their life for like a, for money, you know? And they're just like, you always go off the bottom. You always go off the bottom. And, and I had these arguments and I'm like, I actually do. I know Jesse goes off the bottom. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times I do but I choose to teach zero off top of part. And it's just simple in the building blocks, not so much on the five axes, but on the building blocks, I'm dealing with beginners. And because I've done this for so long, I just, and I understand the code, I just know, hey, Z is super important. And instead of having them add, I'm just gonna be like Z zero, everything below the surface of the material, is negative space and you can crash and break mm -hmm. tools. Anything positive is up in the air. It's like, you just don't yeah. care. You yeah. know what I mean? Consistency From too. Delaware, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean? And, it, and then it's like, it just makes sense because once they bring up the, the program, they're like, oh, Z negative, I'm inside the material. Z positive, I'm above the material. And it just is super simple. 
But once you get through building blocks, then it's like, all right, now you have a good understanding for machining and making parts and setting Z on zeros and understanding how one decimal can just screw you up. But now we're going to five axis. Now we're going to set it off the center, the bottom, because that's that's a known position right there that is like, you know, measurable and um, but not on all parts. Mm -hmm. right? right. But fundamentals, man, super yeah. important. Mm -hmm. Well, that's setting up a foundation of arguably one of the most important things in machining and and that is learning how to process a part mm -hmm. like you can't be a good machinist if you don't know how to get to the end result from the beginning you know yep. so and i used to be admittedly i used to be scared to death to learn a new machine or whatever it's like all these buttons it's something different it's mm -hmm. a, you know completely different and i'd always be scared at learning something new but at some point in my career i realized it doesn't matter what machine you run or like I've interviewed people and they would be scared to death. Well, I've, I've never learned it. I don't know that machine. I know these machines. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, it doesn't matter. Like, do you, here's a part. Tell me how you would get there. Yeah. That's if you can, if you know that, then we can learn the buttons. Same with the cam software. I know where, where, to, what I want to do now, show me where that is yeah. in this software, but you got to learn how to process a part. It's that conceptual understanding, right? You know, I yeah. think, you know, it's so important in being and it's a machinist. Fu it's funny how fast you get at that, too, after a couple decades. You know, it's like, you hand me a print now, and I at least have three ideas of how to process oh, yeah. it mm -hmm. before I even dive into the GDNT or any, anything. And it's always funny because I'll be over here coming up with one way of doing things, and then Titan will walk up and be like, oh, we could do it like this. That's easier. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. That mm -hmm. is. And then Jesse will walk up and do the same thing to me. So it's always, you know, Hey, so you're saying he agrees with me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. It's because he told me his idea, and I just went. <laughs> That's <back>. right. <laughs> Stole it as my own. That, that was good. Uh, um, not to reveal secrets, but yeah, you guys. So you actually worked on the project for a long time for setting it up, and then now you're going to do it. So Panic at the Disco, the actual crazy group that has how many millions of followers online or something? A lot of yeah, millions. Yeah, yeah, just a crazy, lot of crazy, crazy, like big time. And the drummer actually designed his own drum, and drums have always been made exactly the same, and yet you have this one drum that is just like, it's amazing. Yep. And we're going to actually machine that on the big dvf 8000 t mm, mm, nice. and and your baby that you actually helped him like get everything ready you're handing off to jesse yep. we <laughs> just cool. we just finished the design today right after lunch yeah. so i zoomed with dan is his name and we got the design finalized so uh, so, good, so good i told my i told my daughter my daughter knows the group and um i played it and i was like oh that guy's gonna come to the shop and then set up his drums and like jam it <laughs> you know out, and yeah. it, she's so excited she drums right in school sixth grade mm -hmm. but um super excited but that was cool we actually you know you had such a good idea with you know taking this big piece of material you know and then uh popping it into a vero s with yep. with the yeah and uh super good man yeah, and then we're gonna flip well. flip it around and we came up with a, a nice little solution for the second side yep. and it's like teamwork makes the dream work Heck man yeah. Heck yeah yeah stay tuned you guys might learn something super, <laughs> super good super good awesome man all right i think we're good i think so. that is yeah. how you become a great machine it's just like have a great attitude love the trade love people like dissect the machine dissect the, the programs like just look at all the variables learn them put the time in 
you know, if you're married, like wait till your wife goes to sleep or something and just put time in, you know, watch videos. You can be watching videos that do nothing for your well-being or your life. And but you can watch then watch machining videos that are actually you don't know that you're learning something, but all of a sudden you're taking that in. And that's knowledge, knowledge, knowledge and knowledge is power. And you can be great. Yep. But you mm-hmm. got to put the work in. Yep. That's right. Yep. And just know that if you're if you're in the shower and you're not thinking about how you could have done that part better, <laughs> you're probably not a great machine yeah. yet. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, with, and with that, everybody that says don't take your work home, like <laughs> I love I love when my wife asked me about what I did. I love talking to her about projects that we're doing and and it's something that we both have, you know. I just I just love it, man. And yeah. Why not? Right? I mean, that's what we do. Oh, yeah. A lot of the times when you're sitting at work stressed out, the solution's not going to come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go home and you're a place of peace. Yep. Yeah. I've solved so many problems the second I open my eyes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's the craziest you. thing yep. because I'm the same way. <laughs> I will not know how to actually make something happen or what I should do. And I literally will wake up and I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's here. different. Than, I never even thought about it this day before, but yep. I'm like, that's it. Yep. Boom. Move to Texas, May 12th. Change everybody's lives. Let's go. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> All right. We're out. All right. All right. Thank Peace. you, guys. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep.